Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the first What We Said podcast episode of 2022. You guys, we made it through another year. Happy New Year. I have a good feeling about this year. Don't jinx us. That's what I said in 2020, though. (laughs) Remember, just honestly throw back to our first 2020 episode where we were like, this year is going, I just feel like something so special about this year. And then it was possibly the worst year in existence. I remember actually saying at the end of 2019 and putting it in like my Instagram caption and saying it on the podcast, something about (laughs) this year just feels like it's going to be epic. Yeah. It was was, epic, but in the wrong way. Like the fact that it was 2020 just mm-hmm. seemed so, you know, like such a just it felt like something right was gonna happen. Yeah. And everything was unfortunately wrong. You but, know what I'm gonna look up? The angel number two 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 because it's twenty twenty two. Lots mm, of twos. Yeah. Two has always actually been my lucky number growing up. Not four four four. Um, Interesting. No, my lucky number has always been two. And then four 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 I always see. So that has become my angel number. Mm. Or just, yeah, maybe it also is a lucky number. But they're kind of the same, like twos and fours, you know? Two plus two yeah. plus four. What is that called? I'm a math major. What is that called when they're uh, divisible by? Addition. Oh, I'm like two <laughs> plus two? What is that called when you add numbers together? Angel number two, two, two. Let's see. Okay. This is telling me nothing. It's like angel number two, two, two is the number two tripled. I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you very much. Number 222 has to do with balance, manifesting miracles, and new auspicious. Huh? Girl, all you have to do is Google it. I did Google it. Just came up for me. Oh, what the heck? Angel number 222 signifies a new beginning. We all have access to a powerful tool for creating our life experience, our mind. By choosing to focus on positive things, you can create a different life. Angel number 222 tells you that your positive thoughts and visualizations are about to become reality. Wow. (gasps) Beautiful. It literally signifies a new beginning. Okay, just just to see, I'm going to look at what 444 means and see if it's like the same thing. See, that's not the same. Because I, I feel like saying that it's a new beginning is actually kind of special. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about, new beginnings in a new year. Yeah, angel number 222 is also reminding you to keep up the good work you're doing as evidence of your manifestations are coming to fruition. Love that. Okay. Well, we wanted to kind of kick off the year by talking about three things that changed our life and like habits that we've had that changed our life this past year. And then three habits that we want to let go of um, for 2022. Maybe we should have done two. 
Yeah. We really missed the boat on that. We did. But we wanted to give you guys more content because we're so nice. And I feel like most of the time with these episodes, the beginning of the year episodes, which we've done a couple now. Mm-hmm. We're, this is our fourth? we're vets at this. Mm-hmm. We're veterans. Um, yeah, I think this is our fourth. Crazy. That actually is crazy. Um, we always talk about like just what we want to change. And I feel like we wanted to change that up and be like, you know what? Maybe we did some good this year. Let's look at back at what we were doing right this year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you always want to be improving, you know, yourself. But let's give ourselves a little bit of credit. Definitely. And I think in this new year, we will probably do some more kind of episodes like this that are a little bit more like motivational and self-help because I genuinely just feel like that's it's nice to that's the trend <laughs> yeah at least trendy you know I think it's nice to hear those positive things mm-hmm. when you are starting a new year and it's new beginnings and you just want to you want those healthy habits you and everything focus on the positive yeah so I'm excited for this month because we'll probably have some more uplifting good episodes like this. Yeah. We can't update you guys on like our life and how our holidays have been because we are batching out these episodes. So this is recorded a little bit earlier. Um, Otherwise, we would tell you how our Christmas was and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But but we'll be sure to update you once we're back from Chelsea's little Mm -hmm. maternity leave situation. And it'll be a great time. So stay tuned for that and go to our Instagrams or our YouTube or TikTok or whatever to see any updates on our life. Um, for more up-to-date yes. updates. Well, do you want to start, Chelsea? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. Should we so, start with the bad? Should we start with the things we're letting go of and then the things we did well? Wait, things were... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we can end on a yes. really positive note? Yes, let's okay. do that. Okay, well, the first habit that I was... First of all, I felt like I needed to write these down on paper for some reason in a weird way. I don't know why I just have the urge sometimes like the notes app just doesn't no offense if you <laughs> why would that offend me because no, I no, I know I was about to say like the notes app just doesn't do it for me sometimes like well oh. sometimes I just feel like having a pen and paper like there's just something about it so I wanted to like write it on pen and paper and then as I was doing that I'm like I need to journal in like an actual journal more often because I I'll write in my notes like thoughts that I have but mm-hmm. it's not very organized anyways that's a side note that has nothing to do with this. I didn't. I see no pen and paper. You um, took a picture of it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first one that I wrote down was working on being more patient. I think I'm especially thinking of this because I'm about to become a mother, probably am at this point when this comes out. And I feel like, you know, sometimes with Nick or Sophie, I get like a little bit like, oh, come on, just like read my mind a little bit. And I don't like that about myself. And I think everyone's a little bit impatient, but I notice myself getting impatient more often. And so I want to like practice deep breaths throughout the day because there'll be like a whole day that goes by and I'm just like, I've not taken a single like same deep breath. No wonder I'm so stressed and like just going a hundred miles an hour and, and it's actually causing stress to everyone around me, mm-hmm. causing me to be impatient in a way. That's a good one. I think that... I mean, I know I can relate. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's hard to be patient. Yeah. Some people that I know that I noticeably are very patient, I'm shook by it. I'm like, wow, you have more patience than anyone I have ever seen. I know. Nick is one of the most patient people, honestly. Again, everybody gets impatient at some point. But I think maybe in contrast to me sometimes, when I think about what he puts up with with me, I'm just like, wow. 
that could not be me. Like you are so patient with me. Like if I'm, you know, being rude or just being like grumpy or something like that. And he's just like so patient. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're literally a saint. Actually, I, yeah, I would say the same about Leif. Yeah. He's definitely the most patient person I know <laughs> yeah. now that I think about it. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm way more high strung and he is just does not get worked up. I admire it. Um, okay. My first habit or thing that I'm trying to let go of is the need to be everything to everyone. Mm. So this could go in a couple different directions, but I, I'm trying to prioritize like the way I spend my time and how I want to spend it. And I'm kind of relating this more to work in this scenario. That's going to mean like saying no to brands. If I'm just like, I don't really care about that brand. Yeah. Then I'm just going to say no, not trying to be anything other than myself. And that's especially I'm talking on social media because I feel like sometimes I feel the need to be the most creative person on Instagram and then the funniest Mm -hmm. person on TikTok and then have the most like aesthetic but helpful videos on YouTube and then have this podcast and have the aesthetic of the Instagram be pop. Like I have always been a bit of an overachiever, but sometimes it just gets really exhausting for me mentally trying to be everything at the same time because it's really not super realistic when it comes down to it. It's like most people can focus on a few things well and that's it because your mind can't go in a million different directions at once. And so I don't know. I think I just want to let go of that concept of just trying so hard to be the best, I guess, at everything I do. I always want to strive to improve. But this new year, I really just want to be me. And I know that sounds like may sound silly, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I just want to be myself. And that is going to mean different things at different times. And all of those sides to me are who I am. Like, I think I am a creative person and I have a fun side and, you know, all of those things are me, but I don't want to like have that expectation on myself. Like I need to make a funny TikTok. I want to make a funny TikTok when it feels natural. I want to have a funny idea and not just feel the pressure, I guess. Yeah. It's like feel the need to prove to other people that that's who you are. Yeah. And I just want to, yeah, be myself. So that's my main goal for social media this year is not put, it's a tricky line when it's something that's your full-time job. So it's like, there has to be a little bit of pressure there because you have to make money mm-hmm. and you have to keep up your job. But that's why it's a weird line of balancing like your personality, but then also it's your work. So you're trying to like yeah. be consistent on all the platforms, but also have fun. But I think the answer is if you just are your genuine self and you're posting what you love, that's when you're going to just be the most successful. So that's what I'm trying to do. Preach. I think that's super relatable. And that's something that I think... I find myself comparing, like that's where comparison comes in for me actually a lot on social media is when I see someone who is, you know, their niche is a certain thing or they're like known for something. And it might not even be something that I even want to be known for, like something that I'm not even interested interested in. in, But I feel the like need and the, like I almost feel bad about myself that I'm not also that person. Does that make sense? Like that you don't have like a specific thing people go to you for or or even that, well, not even that they don't go for me for that specific thing where I'm like, oh, I'll see someone who's like really good at. Actually, I can relate to that. Yeah. It's like, they're like, oh, I'm just so good at, I don't, I'm trying to think of something random. Cooking? 
I'm yeah, just like, up or like literally, it could even be as basketball. Like they're like just so good at basketball or something. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was like so good at basketball. Like I wish I was known. You know what I mean? It's like in the silliest way. Yeah. Obviously, basketball is a little bit of a stretch, but just things like that where that's where I find myself like, oh, I wish I was known for that. It's like, why? I don't even, I've never even done that in my entire life. Yeah. I actually totally relate to that. <laughs> I've like caught myself thinking that like people go to certain people for advice. And I'm like, I wish like they'd go to me for advice. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, why? I literally I never post know. about that. Exactly. I don't know anything about that subject. Yeah. Like it's very interesting. Yeah. That's where I feel like my comparison on social media happens the most. It's it's not even about like the way that someone looks anymore. It's not about like the classic things of comparison. It's like that where I'm exactly like I want to be everything to everyone. Yeah. This might be a little extreme and maybe this is a quote or something, but it's like sometimes maybe when you try to be everything to everyone, you actually become nothing to anyone. Yeah, like exactly. You become like you have no niche or personality because it's like, I don't know what this girl's trying to do because you're not being authentic. And if you think about it, Every single different person that you follow on social media, for example, or in your real life that you're friends with, like you are attracted to them for a certain reason. Like the reason you follow them, maybe it's they have cute outfits. Maybe you like their cooking tips. Maybe you just think they have a funny personality and you're entertained by them. There's a million different reasons someone would follow someone. But if you're just yourself, someone will find something in you that they like and, and maybe you don't even know Mm -hmm. that that's why they follow you. I remember when I posted, like, I just did a question box and was like, why do you follow me? Like, what? I was just curious. I'm like, what do people follow me for? (laughs) What do you see in me? (laughs) Like, what potential are y'all seeing? No, but I remember, it's an interesting question to ask because you'll get an array of answers. And I remember kind of being surprised by some of them. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting that that's why you follow me. I would have never, I would have never thought that. Like, But that makes me happy that that's, you know, the way you see me or whatever. Like, even with the podcast, sometimes I think, like, we'll get in over our heads sometimes even about things we say. And we're like, shoot, did that come across right? But then we've gotten so many messages that are like, you guys are my safe space. Like, when I'm feeling, like, overwhelmed, I listen to the podcast. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, Mm -hmm. I would never think that people would do that because I overthink what I say. You know what I mean? So if you're trying too hard to be something you're not— People see through it or they just don't want to, they don't follow you for anything because it's like, I don't, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a master of none. It's like, yeah, it's like they say, if you try and be a jack of all trades, you'll become a master of none. Yeah. That's why you got to stick to your thing and stick to what you're good at and what you love. (laughs) You know, on this podcast, it's so funny because to me, it just makes sense. But then sometimes when I take a step back and think about like some of the things that we say in like different podcast episodes, they're like the complete opposite of what we say because sometimes we're like, you do not need to get a niche. And this time we're like, hone in on your niche. (laughs) But the thing is, is that's like life to me. That's how I experience like life lessons. And sometimes it applies to me in different, and they're both true. Yeah, they are both true. And I will stick by this till the day I die. Your niche is you. Yeah. I always say that. Like when people are like, should I get a niche? I'm like, your niche is whatever you're interested in. Um, (laughs) Have you seen, like sometimes the other day, I looked at one of my TikToks of me, literally a fart sound, like, and me dancing, like, putting my hip up. (laughs) And I'm like, the fact that I just did a, like, I worked with Gucci just barely, and then I also posted that is really, really, like, contrasting in a big way. But it's funny because it's like, it just works because 
It yeah, just does. Because it's like... I am a fart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Though? It's like it somehow is fine because yeah. that's just like my sense of humor and it doesn't matter. But maybe some people don't think so. But she's like, we actually yeah. haven't seen that. <laughs> They're like, we are revoking yeah. your brand deal. Um, but I'm just saying like, you don't have to be so like, I don't know. I feel like some of my friends too, they'll be like, oh, if I want to work with like higher end brands, like I need to post this higher end stuff. I'm like, no, literally you just need to be yourself. That yeah. is all you need to be on social media. If you're trying to build a platform, do nothing else but try and be yourself and post about the things you're interested in. That is it. Yeah. I mean, I think it can be helpful to have a niche. I'm not getting into this whole topic, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. I'm like, actually, let me give you guys all my thoughts on social media. Yeah. Um, growth. No, but I'm just saying whatever you're interested in, that is your niche. Yeah. You don't have to like try and find it. Yeah. Unless you don't have anything then. But everyone's interested <laughs> in something. Sometimes. I feel like it's like crippled by opportunity that we always say, or that Gary Vee always says, is sometimes you feel like there's so many things you could be interested in yeah. that you almost feel like you're interested in nothing. You know, we've all had those times where something's just bothering you, interfering with your happiness, really helping you from thriving, living your best life, achieving your goals. And since this episode is all about, you know, bettering your life, we are so happy to be sponsored with BetterHelp. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I feel like the best part of this is that you don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room to get counseling. Um, you connect in a safe and private online environment. It's super convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to, which is really great. And it's actually more affordable than traditional offline counseling plus financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, and much more. Anything you share is going to be confidential. It's convenient, professional, and affordable. So check out the testimonials that they post daily on their site if you need even more convincing. Again, this is not a crisis line. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you guys to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash what we said. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what we said. You guys know we are huge fans of Curology over here. Curology has helped both mine and Chelsea's skin so, so much. Curology has lots of great products. I feel like we normally talk about like our custom products prescription cream that we have. It's kind of their core product and it's created specifically for, you know, each person's needs and goals from proven prescription ingredients, which is awesome. Um, they also have cleanser and moisturizer, which are part of their little like kind of three-step skincare routine. And all of those things are awesome. They also though have an acne body wash. If you are struggling with any body acne, which is very common, you should definitely check it out. I have not used this yet, but I'm very excited to use it. Also, their lip balm is new and its packaging is really, really cute and sleek. I've been keeping this in my car and I love it for just hydrating my lips. They have original mint, vanilla, and passion fruit. My favorite's the passion fruit. And they also have these little emergency spot patches, little pimple patches. If you're having a breakout that is really just not your friend and you want to nip it in the bud. 
Curology is game-changing custom skincare made for you by a dermatology provider. They'll create a custom prescription cream for your specific goals, whether that's tackling acne, clogged pores, skin texture, dark spots, fine lines, or something else. You start by taking a short online skin quiz and upload photos. And if it's a good fit, they'll ship your formula right to your door. It even has your name on the bottle. I've recommended Curology to anybody that has ever come to me with like skin complaints. I'm like, check it out. Say no more, (laughs) you know. Get on that Curology train. So you can get started with Curology just like we did with a free 30-day trial at Curology.com slash what we said. Just pay $5 for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash what we said to start your free 30-day trial. Cancel anytime. Prescription subject to consultation. The second one that I have is kind of goes along with one of the ones that I feel like I did good at this year, but this year for me was just, this past year was just kind of weird in terms of like exercise for me. I feel like I went through like a loop because the beginning of the year I was super active. We were playing pickleball and tennis all the time and I was walking every single day. And then when I got pregnant, I was super, super sick. I couldn't even walk. Like, I, or I couldn't, I could walk, but I couldn't go on walks mm-hmm. and I couldn't really move. And then I got kind of out of shape. So then by the time my second semester or second semester, <laughs> second semester of the pregnancy, yeah. my second trimester, I started to feel better, but then I was like out of shape at that point. And I was- And also pregnant. So yeah. It's like- and pregnant and also very malnourished at that point because I hadn't really eaten for like three months. And so working out was like very tiring to me. And like when I, I would try and go play pickleball for a little bit, but it was just like not really working. So I'll get into that and in like what I'm proud of. but. Now that this is like a new year and I feel like it's kind of perfect timing that I'm no longer pregnant at the, at the beginning of the year is I'm actually excited to kind of get back into my workout routine, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even super specific on what I want it to be at this point quite yet, but I'm excited to expand my movement, like see what works for me now, what works with my schedule, because I truly don't know what my it's hard for me to kind of come up with a specific routine that I'm going to have because I just don't know. Yeah. And I'm sure like mom's listening to this. If I'm like, I'm going to get up at 7 a.m. and go on a walk, they're like, yeah, nice try. But yeah, I'm just excited to see what I can kind of do. And it's exciting to get back into it. And I've, I feel like I've missed it so much and Mm -hmm. it's been like something I'm like longing for. Mm -hmm. And so I'm ready to not necessarily something bad I did this year, but something I'm looking forward to getting more into this year. Yeah. So that'll be fun. You come work out in the garage gym. Yeah. You know what I want to <laughs> really try this year? Cause I've never even tried it as Pilates. Mm, that'd be fun. And I hear it's good for like postpartum as well. Oh, so. nice. I haven't really done much Pilates either at all. Yeah. Okay. The next thing you guys are going to be like, whoa, groundbreaking. <laughs> I'll get into a little more deep, but. Is just social media distractions throughout the day. That's like something. So again, this kind of goes along with something I'm proud of because I'm proud of myself in one area of this. But the part of myself that I want to throw away is <laughs> the social media distraction that I experience midday, just in during my day. I feel like the disruptions. Yeah. It just constantly is disrupting what I'm doing. And not even the scary part is it's not super conscious. It's like I get on. Instagram because I have to like do something actually. I have to like go to my DMs to find something, whatever. And then I'm on it for 20 minutes and I'm like, oh shoot. And then I just, I'm just distracted. I just don't yeah. even realize it. And then I start my task, you know, that I'm doing that I doesn't have to do with social media. And then I get on it again. I don't know. It's just, 
it's really distracting me. And going along with this is just consuming too much content in general because I don't know if other people can relate to this, but if you follow a lot of different people or like creators, I like to follow like all my friends who obviously on Instagram, which I think is great. And like, I want to see what they're up to. And then I also follow like certain, you know, podcasts that I listen to every week that I love. And then like YouTube channels that I'm like, oh, I love watching their vlogs. And then I start to get overwhelmed because I'm like, wait, I missed their vlog. And like now I'm behind or podcast episodes. Like, oh, dang, I haven't listened to the past two. I don't always get like stressed about it, but sometimes I just feel like it's a lot to keep up with and it's maybe unnecessary. So going along with that, I just think like just kind of taking down my content consumption in general, being a little bit more picky with like whose content I watch and make sure that the people whose content I watch, like I'm actually thinking about getting like very, very specific with it, to be honest with you. And like going through and muting, like, honestly, a ton of people. If I'm, and that is not mean. People need to understand it's not a mean thing to mute someone. If you're just like, I just would rather not be like bombarded by this content every day. I would rather follow like, like few accounts who make me feel really inspired and energized. And that to me is going to make a huge difference in your mental health, your goals, like, it's like they say on the Skinny Confidential, like you are the sum of the people you're around. And that also goes for whose content you're consuming. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like sometimes when I would consume like, I don't know, and don't get me wrong, I still see this kind of stuff on TikTok. And like, it's not like I'm like, want to take all the fun out of everything and just follow like self-help accounts or something. Like I still love to be entertained and stuff. But I would notice like I would, when I'm like consuming a lot of content on like tea pages, like on TikTok, like someone would be like, this couple broke up and then she cheated on whatever. And then I'll go to their page and like watch a bunch of videos. And I'm just like, I just wasted 15 minutes of my life that was so pointless. I Mm -hmm. don't care. And why am I wasting my time doing this? Like day after day, just like, I don't know. I I just want to consume better content that just makes me feel better and be very aware of it. And when I start watching something stupid, just be like, eh, this is really not worth the time. Yeah. You know what? There's something wrong with TikTok because I have pushed not interested on certain videos. And they just keep coming up. And I swear they think that I meant really interested. And then they'll send me more because there's this one guy on my For You page and there's nothing wrong with him. He seems like a very wholesome guy. He's like blowing up. He's like really big on TikTok. And I just don't want to see his stuff anymore because it's just like, mm, yeah. not, not that relatable to me. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So I push not interested. Okay, his video comes up. It's like, what if there's the opposite of being shadow banned? It's it's his account, <laughs> and even like on other everyone. things, like I'll push not interested, and they'll keep showing it to me. That's but actually happened to me as well. I agree. I, I feel like it's not because I try, I try and do that where I'm like, I want to be intentional about the yeah about my for you page. Let me try and like curate a good for you page. Yeah, you know, I'll like videos where it's like something motivational or something happy yeah. or whatever. And I'll put not interested if it's like a dog dying or something like that. I'm like, not interested, not interested, <laughs> not interested. And it'll keep sending them to me. I'm like, why are you, why are you even asking me if I'm interested? Yeah. You're not going to listen. That is interesting. So that's just my complaint to TikTok. But thank you for that. Anyways, I agree with everything that you said before that. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I think it's important in today's world. And like, maybe it, I think it affects us more than we think it does. Yeah. Like, I think it really can affect your mood and the way you see the world even, which is like so dramatic, but I really believe that. I think that 
I would rather have, not, not, I think I know I would rather have somebody mute me if my content makes them feel bad than see my stuff constantly and feel bad and have bad feelings towards me. Totally. Like I would just much rather you mute me or unfollow me even. Yeah, definitely. The third thing that I want to change, I feel like I said this last year, but I want to cook more at home. And I feel like I did a decent job of this this last year, except for this year was just kind of weird because I feel like I was pregnant for like the majority of the year. So it just kind of like threw me off of everything of my routine and everything. But lately I've been cooking more at home and it's like ignited that spark in me again, where I'm like, I used to love like making plant-based recipes and like sharing them. And even if I don't make great food all the time, I would say I'm like a decent cook actually when I try. But sometimes I like to help put this narrative on me that I'm just not a good cook. And so then I'm like, oh, I don't want to cook tonight. Like blah, blah, blah. Especially I think it's like the mom coming out of me where I'm like, I want to be able to cook like <laughs> dinners for my children yeah, and not feel like I have no skills. I'm limited to like macaroni and cheese. Yeah. So I definitely want to, this is, this might be a lofty goal, but well, maybe not for most people, but for me coming from where I'm at right, <laughs> right now in, in my life, I want to cook 80% of my meals at home, which leaves about four meals a week to going out, which I don't think is like too crazy. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe like a breakfast here or there, lunch here or there, or you yeah, know, I feel like weekends. that's pretty good. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. Nice. I love that. Okay. My last thing that I'm trying to let go of, it kind of goes along with the need to be everything to everyone, but it's a little bit different. It's not trying to solve everyone's problems. And also realizing that I don't necessarily have the right answer as well. I feel like when any friends or family come to me like struggling with anything, I want to fix it like immediately. Like I just, I think of myself as a problem solver, which is one of my best traits and also something that can be something that overwhelms me where I want to like just help, like just fix it. Like if anyone's like, oh, I'm feeling this way, I just want to fix it. And that even goes for... If someone in my life is like struggling with money, like I literally want to just give them the money that they need. Like yeah. I just want to solve it immediately because I don't like to see people that I love like hurting struggling. or yeah. struggling at all. And I've just realized like, number one, it's not my place. Number two, it's not my job. And it's also like also the same with emotional problems. Like if I have someone in my life who's struggling with something and they talk to me about it, I think I take on a lot of it because I just feel for them. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like how can I help this situation? Or like, again, solve it in a way. Um, that's just how my brain works. But I've also like, what I'm trying to do also is accept that like, I don't maybe even have the right answer and I don't need to have the right answer. Even if I feel like I know what's right for them. It's maybe just not even right. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I need, that could also be potentially part of my ego being like, I can fix it. And it's like, maybe it's not actually possible or necessary. And maybe they need to figure out their own stuff and it yeah. has nothing to do with me. And I don't know, it's been something I've been realizing lately. Like if anyone, I'm telling you, like if Leif is like struggling with anything, anyone close to me, I'm just like, I'm trying to rack my brain for a way that it can just get solved immediately. And sometimes it's like not solvable. Yeah. And again, nor do I need to be the one to solve it. So that's yeah, what exactly. I'm trying to do is like not take on burdens, I guess. And just be a little bit more 
still able and willing to help without having so much emotion in it, I guess. Yeah. I like that. Take the ego out of helping. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. You guys know we freaking love Honey. If you have not jumped on the Honey train, what are you doing? It's literally free. It's so easy. It's for shopping online. You know, you always see the promo code field just taunting you. You know you don't have a promo code, but you're like, how can I find one somehow? But what if? Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. So Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes, and then it applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have like tech and gaming products, popular fashion brands, even food delivery. Honey has saved me a lot of money. I had a clothing order that was like, I don't remember how much it was, but it saved me like $80 on this order that I did of some different clothing pieces. And then I mentioned this as well. When I bought my bed frame, it saved me hundreds of dollars on my bed frame. Like I was actually shook. Yeah. Whenever I am on a site, I'm like, oh, I bet honey won't find anything for here. And then sure enough, it pops up. It's like, use this code, save money. It's crazy. So here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button will drop down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons. It can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over 2 billion with a B dollars in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free, you guys, and it installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and you'll be supporting this wonderful podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That's joinhoney.com slash what we said. Go check it out right this second. So for the new year, I am trying to be a little bit more fit. I have a little schedule for my workouts and something that I've been doing after my workouts is drinking a protein shake. It's great to get in protein after you work out and sometimes good protein powders can be hard to find. So we love, love, love Ritual. It's the multivitamin company that you know and trust. We've talked about them for years. They're one of our favorite sponsors, they have an amazing protein powder. So their team of scientists reimagined protein from the ground up and inside out from how it's made to who it's for and why it's needed. The result is a delicious plant-based protein offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs, all with the same high standards approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. So whether you're doing reps at the gym, if you're more into dog walks, whatever your form of exercise is, it's awesome to, like I said, have a little protein shake in your day. Also, I think the reason protein shakes are so great is because you literally just add protein powder to water, shake it up, you're good to go. So it is made traceable. You deserve to know what you're putting in your body and why. It supports your daily health, made with nutrients to support bones, brains, and muscles, and help maintain muscle mass as you age as well. It is a thoughtful, purpose-built formulation. It's clean, plant-based, created to support nutrient needs of different life stages. They have like 18 plus, pregnancy and postpartum, and 50 plus, so it can really be for anyone. 20 grams of pea protein, plus a complete amino acid profile, and it's a protein powder with good taste. So it's delicious handcrafted vanilla flavor made from a direct from farmer vanilla bean extract sustainably harvested in Madagascar. And in terms of standards, their peas are sustainably grown and regeneratively farmed right here in the U.S. No added sugar or sugar alcohols. And like all ritual products, essential protein is soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. We absolutely love to see it. So why not shake up your ritual to make trying something new less scary? Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you are not one 
100% in love. Plus, our listeners get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash what we said to add essential protein today. That is ritual.com slash what we said. Go check it out. So that's my last thing I'm letting go of. Um, what about good things that yeah, we're proud let's, of? Let's get into what we've what we've been proud of. So this is actually something that I do with my clients. Like when they're done with like the six-month program, I'll have them say like, okay, what are three things that you're proud of that you've done? And then three things that you've learned that you can like take on. And I feel like when, if you're listening to this, thinking of things that you've been proud of this year, it's kind of hard. Like as I was going through these, I'm like, did I do anything good this year? Yeah. But once I started to, you know, come up with things, I was like, oh, wait, I'm not a piece of crap. Like I did do good stuff this year. And it also just makes you feel so much better and motivated when you feel like the momentum's already there. Mm -hmm. Then, oh my gosh, I have to start this new year completely from scratch. So anyways, I think it'd be good if you guys are listening, if you guys are listening. You happen to be listening to this right (laughs) now. For those of you who are listening to this, I challenge you. To think of a couple things that you're proud of that you've done that like for the past year, instead of just focusing on all the things you want to change about yourself. Yeah. And dig deep. I'm sure you can definitely find some things. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I had was kind of, like I said, kind of correlating with one of the things that I wanted to change a little bit, but that I was proud of is like I said, at the beginning of the year, I was really good at being active and kind of finding fun ways that I personally like to exercise and work out, whatever it was, tennis, pickleball, walking, started running. Literally, I went on a run with that when I was pregnant. I didn't even know. Remember that one time I ran oh, to your house? I literally ran to my house miles. I was dying. I was like, why am I so tired? Like, I know I'm not this out of shape. I know I don't run all the time, but like, I'm pretty active. And I came to Jay's, I ran to Jay's house one day and I was like, I'm going to die. Like I'm literally going to die. And I was pregnant. I didn't even know. Anyways, but what I am proud of this year, even though I did get um, really sick and I wasn't able to move and it was kind of frustrating and like I missed doing these active things, especially outside is knowing when to push myself and knowing when to rest. So like there were times in my pregnancy where I felt more energized. And those days I would take advantage of being like, okay, Nick, I'm actually going to come on the walk with you guys today. Like, and then I would go. And even if I was just like tired or my feet started to hurt a, a little bit at the end, I'm like, I'm proud of myself for pushing myself mm-hmm. to go do it. And other days I would be like, okay, I for sure, today's not one of those days. <laughs> like mm-hmm. today's a day where I need to rest and that's okay. And the reason that this is, it's not groundbreaking to most people, like congratulations, you know, when, <laughs> you know, rested not is I have not always been like that. Like a lot of the times in my life, um, like years ago, I would push myself way past my limit, like Mm -hmm. work out hours, even if I was sick, even if I was like hurting and it would cause me pain and like literally injury. And so I'm proud of that. This is like the place that I'm at right now, which is why I think I'm so excited this year to get into other kinds of movement because I know I'm kind of going into it with a better mindset of, it's going to be fun. Not just like, oh, now I have to work out to, you know, obtain A, B, and C. It's like, I'm excited to experiment with it and see like where it can go. Definitely. I like that. Okay. Mine's just like a simple action, but something I'm proud of myself. And I'm kind of honestly going off of like the past few months because apparently I have no memory of the first half of the year. I'm like, I don't even remember. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because I was depressed and going through fertility (laughs) treatments. Oh, because you were in the dungeon for the first three months of the year. I literally got kicked out of my house at the beginning of the year lived in a dungeon for years while I was, years, <laughs> years <laughs> for felt years, like it for a, a month or two while you know 
starting to really get a little bit like anxious about my fertility situation. I hadn't gone to the doctor yet. Went to the doctor, then was at the doctor every day for six months doing fertility treatments and tests and blah, 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 and was literally just depressed. So yeah. literally, I don't even so remember So we're talking about it. July and on. <laughs> literally. At this point, that's where all my mind can wrap around. But I'd say one of the things that I'm really proud of myself, at least since we moved here, which has been the past few months, the last little bit of the year, is no social media in the morning in bed. Yeah, that um, is really good. And I have stuck to it. I've maybe gone on a few, three times or something in the past four, like five months or something. So I've really stuck to that. And I'm proud of myself because I said, when I move here, I'm starting a new habit. I don't want to have that trigger in my mind where it's like, I wake up and get on my phone. I want this to be a new environment where I get out of bed. And so I've been like doing some like studying in the morning or sometimes I do like gratitude journaling and I get out of bed and I try not to actually even do any social media until after my morning walk or like a little bit into the morning. And that's been really, really honestly, like kind of life changing. Mm -hmm. it, it changes the way my mornings are. And today, actually, Leif and I got up super early and went on a walk for like an hour. And we wanted to keep walking. Like we were like, we could have walked for another hour. It was such just like nice weather. And it felt so good to be outside in the morning. And then I got home. I didn't even bring my phone, so I didn't have it. But then we got home and I had so many texts and like work stuff. And I told Leif, I'm like, cool. Instantly, my cortisol is like through <laughs> yeah. the roof. Like I just had the best morning. And now I'm feeling a little stressed, but I'm like, it's just so nice to have that time in the morning. And I have not always been like that. I like usually, separation. yeah, just get on my phone immediately. And I've tried in the past to stop and I'll like kind of do okay with it. But this is the longest I've like consistently not gotten on. And I, it's been really nice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. My next one is having weekly Monday morning meetings, basically. Pretty much every week, unless something comes up um, with my assistant, like we'll usually do it at like 10 a.m. on Mondays. And sometimes on Sunday nights, I'm like, oh, like I don't want to get up and just like work on Monday morning. But it's been something that I feel like has changed my, not necessarily business, but kind of. Like it's, I think before this, when you work for yourself, it's very easy to be chaotic in how you mm -hmm. deal with things and like emails and, you know. Especially if you're not naturally like a super yeah like type A organized, organized person. person. Yeah, so I hired an assistant. I don't I don't even know when honestly. Like maybe a year and a half ago. So it's been over a year now that um, we've been working together. But it's been so helpful because we'll go over like my weekly to do list, what I like, what I need to do from last week, what you know needs to be done this week, dates that certain things are due, or like what my calendar looks like that week. And it's never super long. It's not like a five hour meeting or anything like that. But I've, as I was looking back on this year, that's not even something I think about, you know, that I'm like, oh my gosh, my morning Monday meetings are so awesome. But as I was thinking about this list, I'm like, I've been doing that consistently for a year and I feel like it's made such a huge difference. And I feel like I've felt so much less stressed with work because I've felt more in control. Yeah. More in control and also hired somebody <laughs> who is their strength is my weakness, basically. Exactly. Of like, first of all, I don't even know how to work Excel. Um, and she's so good at it. And so everything's just so organized and like out there for me. So mm -hmm. that's been something that I'm very happy that I did for the year because I feel like it made things flow so nicely. Delegating is key. 
I just feel like if anyone out there is like a business owner and you have the option or like you're at the point where you need extra help and you do have the funds to do it, there's nothing better if you hire someone who's mm-hmm. really good at their job or who's willing to learn. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, Beth's been working me, with me for three years now. Yeah, that's Isn't crazy. that crazy? But it's been life-changing. Like, mm-hmm. I tell her all the time, I'm just like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what I would do without you. Like, I, I would actually die. And I can't believe I didn't have her before. It's just so nice, like you said, to have someone who balances you out and who their strength is your weakness, which yeah. definitely for me, I mean, I think we're similar in that way yeah. a little bit where it's hard to keep things like organized and we both have more creative minds. I don't know. Yeah. It gets hard. Yeah. It gets chaotic. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like my mind is chaotic a lot of the times. And so it's really nice to have everything literally in an Excel sheet. Yeah. And on Google calendar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. My next thing is, my second thing is cleaning up and organizing more. So I have been really good about doing like closet cleanouts. Like if I get something new, I donate something else to my closet. Like I've been really conscious of it. And I feel like overall, even though things could stand, always stand to be better, I've made really big improvements where I look around day to day and I'm like, my house is pretty organized. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty clean. Like, like I said, there are moments like after shoots or something or if I'm really tired, yeah. there are moments when things are not great. I'm not going to pretend like it's perfect, but I've been pretty consciously like cleaning up after myself. Like when I do my makeup, I put all my makeup away. Like I've just kind of made these little habits. Again, when we moved here is kind of when I was like, I want to make this change. And I'm proud of myself. I think... It's not been perfect, but it's been better. And yeah, I'm going to keep striving for it's that. It's weird the habit of picking up after yourself. Like it makes us sound like we're literally six years old. And my mom is probably like, why didn't you learn this earlier in life? Like I tried to teach you guys that if you just put it away right after you're done with it, it's so much easier than having to clean it all up later. But it's like, I'm literally learning this at the age of 26. I am too. And here's the thing. Mom, you're the reason I'm like this. <laughs> Blames her for my shortcomings. No, but... I feel like if you have parents, like my mom always kept a tidy house. So she would clean up my stuff after me. Like mm-hmm. I would leave and it would actually be clean. I'm like, cool. And then now that I'm married, I'm like, oh. The, where's my mom? Where's, why isn't it getting picked up? Yeah. Leif sometimes picks it up for me, but I'm learning to be a little bit more organized and clean on my own. And it's a good feeling. Yeah. Okay. My last one is I'm very happy with the way that I feel like my mindset has been this last year. Again, most of mine relate because I feel like I've been pregnant all year. Like yeah. I wasn't pregnant for the first three months of the year, but uh, when I think back on my year, I'm like, I was pregnant Yeah, <laughs> basically the whole time. So I think something that shocked me throughout my pregnancy was that I was very actually emotionally stable more so than I, th- I, maybe I just had this expectation that I was going to be like so moody and I was like scared for Nick. Like I'm already kind of a moody person. Can't even imagine when I have like raging hormones. Um, especially like I was always thinking, you know, the week before my period, like when I'm PMSing or something like that, I was thinking that's how it would be throughout my whole pregnancy. But I was actually very surprised, pleasantly surprised that I felt like my mindset. And I was very good at like questioning my thoughts and like calming any anxieties that I had and not getting too worked up about things that I thought that I would be worked up about or scared of. And I have not at this point when I'm recording this, I have not gone through labor yet. So we'll see, but I'm hoping that kind of just continues 
you know, into that experience, yeah. especially that will be the ultimate test. But so far I've been very happy with it. I think it's like kind of how you were saying with cleaning. It's like just getting into the habit of questioning my thoughts and not letting my emotions. I feel like I used to let my emotions basically just like run my mind all the time. So whatever my, whatever I was feeling, it was controlled by external things because I was just like kind of a victim to my circumstances. Yeah. But now I feel like it's very opposite where if something upsets me, I get over it very fast because it's like, I can kind of think through it. Like, okay, let's get down. Let's ask some deeper questions. Why is this affecting me so much? Does it have to do with my ego? Is this something that even has to do with me? And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm better. Like, even if I'm having a bad day in the morning, instead of letting it affect my entire day, I feel like I can get over it pretty quickly. And I'm like talking to Nick about it. And I'm like, oh, you're fine. I actually feel yeah. better now. I feel that you've been very positive about pregnancy and like, again, we haven't gone through the whole situation yeah. yet, but like even about labor, like I've never heard you really talking about any negativities around it, which I think oh, is like you. very powerful. Like I, I mean, obviously our words are very powerful yeah. and the more you speak like fear and it's going to come into existence more. And so the more you're, like, sure. I'm terrified, it's like, yeah, maybe you say jokes here mm -hmm. and there. But it's like, you're kind of, I, the way I've seen it is you've always been like, I am I feel like it's going to be great. Like, which is the best mindset you can go into. Some oh, people would call it naive. Yeah. But I think if anything, it's like really powerful. Yeah. So. And I think the difference between like being naive about certain things, even just pregnancy in general. And like, yes, of course, I definitely make jokes about like how sick I was and stuff and yeah. how miserable it was. But at the same time, I was actually just, I'm taking like this labor course and um, she was talking about, it's like more about like spirituality and um, your mindset going into labor and how fear and tension cause a lot of the pain that come with labor. And again, I haven't been through labor yet. So this is, just take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. This is what she's saying. Who has been through labor before? Yeah. She was saying fear and tension cause a lot of the pain. Like fear and tension, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. At first I thought you were saying fear and tension. Oh, no, sorry. The intention yeah. of fear. Tension and fear cause more pain. Yeah. And so if you get rid of those things, you're going to experience less pain. And <clears throat> that just kind of has to do with expectations. So if you can stay calm, and this is obviously not just applied to labor, it applies to a lot of different things. If you can just stay calm and grounded and close to your intuition and not let your emotions take over, life is less painful in a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, because you're more in control and you're not just kind of being like lashed about, I guess. Like you said, kind of a victim to your circumstances. Exactly. Everything doesn't affect you as much. Definitely. Okay. Well, my last one is I've been proud of myself that in the past few months, again, the first half of this year was very hard for me. It was actually like the hardest time I think of my whole life. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm like a different person right now than I was even like four or five months ago. I, I really yeah. do. And I'm just proud of myself for like letting go of expectations, I guess, in a certain way. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it. And kind of like living life how I want, listening to myself, doing what makes me happy and excited. I have like a few examples of this. I mean, if we're honest, it's like most of this year, this past year for me has revolved around my fertility journey mentally. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, I thought I was going to get pregnant this year. 100%. I really did. Like I went into the beginning of the year being like, okay, it's been like a, a while, but 
we're going to go see a fertility doctor and we were planning to do some treatment stuff. And I'm just like, I yeah, it's just. It's like December's so far away. Yeah. It's and gotta happen. I by remember then. saying, like, I just know that I'll be pregnant this year. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not even worried. Like, I just know it. And it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of just another one of those things where I've had expectations like this in the past where I'm like, I just know I'll be too. And this is very like monetary and not in my control, but it's like, I know I'll be to 500K on Instagram by then. And I'm like, absolutely not. And it's just like, then, you know, I look at my year and I'm like, oh, I'm a failure. Like, that's how I would feel in the past is yeah. what I'm saying. So this past year, I just had that expectation 100%. Like, I almost was just trying to like will it to reality. I was trying mm-hmm. to manifest it in a way. I was like, I just know I will be. And that's that. So um, anyway, I'm proud of myself because I, at this exact moment, I was just telling Beth today, I'm like, I can honestly say to you that I have zero expectation of being pregnant anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And to me, it is the most freeing thing I've ever experienced. And it's not even that I just posted about this on Instagram too. Like I did a little Q and A and I was like, it's not that I'm hopeless about it. I really am not. It's not that I like, I've lost all hope. Like I'm done. I'll never be pregnant. It's just that I have no expectation of it happening. And I feel like I know I'll have kids at some point. That is a feeling that I know in my heart. Mm -hmm. Like, I really feel that I know that. But I'm okay with however it looks. Like, truly. And and I'm sure there'll be more hard moments to come. It's not like I'm going to pretend like I'm cured. But, like, for the past few months, I've just been so happy. And I've just been, like, genuinely not upset that I'm not pregnant. Like, if anything, I'm like, I love this phase of life. Like— I am so excited about some things I'm working on, like, and I don't know. I'm just proud of myself. Like, this is literally taking me two years to get to this point, and I'm just, yeah. like, so thrilled. So, yeah, I feel like 2022, JC, is back to 20, like, 15. Yeah, like, 2020, like, 2020, JC was dark. <laughs> no, I'm Dude, you're telling me. <laughs> well, no, like, the beginning of this year, like, I, I definitely see a huge difference in, like, how you are. Like, that's why I texted you that the other day, like, how you are now versus like how you were. And I think you touched on something like really important about expectations, which people get mixed up, especially when we say all the time, like let go of expectations. People think that means not having goals. They they think that means like not having hope, like you said, and it's has nothing to do with being hopeless. Hope and expectations are two completely mm-hmm. different things. Expectation breeds disappointment and sorrow and hopelessness. And hope brings like action and it brings peace. Yeah. Peace and comfort. And like you said, it brings you, it brings you to a better mindset where you're more open to whatever life throws at you, however it does. And you're hopeful that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And, And expectations is like very specific. Like when you have expectations, it's, I want it this way at this time in this specific, you know, whatever. Mm hmm. And that's just not how life works. So if yeah. you if you're doing that for yourself, for things in your life, for other you put expectations on other people, you are bound to always be disappointed. You're bound to always be let down. But if you have genuine hope that things are going to be okay, it's a more broad, you're more open to possibilities and you're more willing to see how life can be beautiful in different ways than what you thought it would be. Yeah. And it does bring about a certain kind of peace, like honestly, and for anyone out there who is going through like an infertility journey or anything, any really, you know, trial in your life that you're going through, it's like, 
you have to come to this realization on your own. And like, honestly, when people would say like, oh, it'll happen when you just like stop trying, you don't expect it at all. I'd be like, you're so annoying. Or even when people would say like, it's just God's timing. It's God's plan. Like, just let, let, let it be. I'm like, stop. Like, you are just invalidating my feelings, you know? And I think a lot of people feel similarly. It's like, just, it's annoying mm-hmm. to people, even though people mean very well. Like, they want to help and they're trying to be nice. But it's a different thing when you feel that for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I, people could tell me that all day. And I'd be like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And But it was still, like, I was still so, just like, I felt so hurt by the situation. I'm just like, but I still am so like bummed about this. Mm -hmm. But when you feel it for yourself where you're like, oh my gosh, like I really believe that everything will work out as it should. Truly. Like not just, I'm not just saying that anymore. It's like, I actually believe it. And I actually am not like desperate to be pregnant. I just know it'll happen when it needs to happen. And that is like, oh my gosh, like it's priceless. Like I've never felt such like peace. And freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels really good. Yeah. Well, that can be applied to any aspect of life for sure. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how many times I, I have to say this. And if you haven't read The Four Agreements yet, you just have to. Because he talks a lot about expectations and he describes it so well. So if that is something that you're like struggling with where you have a lot of expectations. Uh, and I think all of us do. Like when I read definitely. The Four Agreements for the first time, I felt so called out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have expectations. Not only for me, but for, for every else. single person that's surrounding yeah. me. That they don't even know that I have these expectations for them. But it's a really good book. You definitely and they also read it. like I said, like this took me a long time to get to this point. And I'm not even I'm I'm not like I'm cured for life. It's like yeah. I literally two months from now I could be like, oh great, I'm feeling depressed about this again. But you have to get to that point on your own. No one else can do it for you. Mm-hmm. But just have faith that it will come at some point. Yeah, it, and it will feel great. And and in the meantime, you can work on yourself and yeah, try to be just more present and happy with where you are. But I also do want to validate anyone who's going through like anything hard, honestly, mm-hmm. because sometimes you just have to feel your feelings. Like yeah. I, I I also believe that. So exactly. No, you cannot believe like, did, I don't know if we said this on the podcast before, but I was actually talking to your dad about it. And we were saying, sometimes when I tell my clients, like right now, there will come a day where you won't really care what you look like. And you will be happy and accept yourself fully and food won't stress you out. And they're like, oh yeah, that's awesome. But anyways, what should I do to lose weight? It's like, yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, but you don't actually believe that it's possible until you get there. Right. And you can't really teach that to other people. You You just have to wait for them to experience that on their own. So most people, it's like, you just have to go through hard things. Yeah. It's like, you can't just listen to a podcast episode and- And And it's cured. Yeah. Hear them say the magic answer. It's like, you have to go through it on your own. You have to go through those really, really dark times Mm -hmm. in order to like come out and experience it. And and then once you feel that feeling, like you're just saying, it's like, oh, these things that people were saying. Yes. You finally understand what they're talking about. Like people are like, I just truly like let go. And then I got pregnant. I'm like, you're so annoying. Like I've tried doing that. And now I'm like, oh, now I know what they're talking about. Exactly. Like, it's like, a little bit now more. I believe you. Yeah. It's like, we, oh, we were saying about uh, with affirmations. It's like, I yeah. am capable of anything. And it's like, if you don't really believe that, you're like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. But when you do believe it and you read that, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel that. Like, yeah. I feel that so deep down inside of me. Like, I am capable of anything. For sure. I want to end us off on a little motivational quote because, you know, it's a new year. New us, 2022, coming in hot. It's going to be a beautiful year. I just found this on Pinterest and I really love it. It says, 
six months from now, you can be in a completely different space mentally, spiritually, physically, and financially. Keep working and believing in yourself. And that always just like uh, sometimes I think we forget, like I even said, like six months ago, I was like in such a dark place. And now I just feel so much more free and happy. And like, I didn't believe, I'm just like, when is this going to happen for me? You know? And just keep working at it every day and just keep going. And you never know Mm -hmm. when, maybe it could be next month. Maybe it could be next week. Maybe it's six months. Maybe it's a year, but like you will come through the hard times in your life because that's just how life is. It has ups and downs and you can be in a completely different space than you were. So I just want to give that as a little bit of inspo. Yeah, you guys don't give up. You don't can do give it. up on your dreams. You can do it. Um, happy New Year, guys. Hope you had an amazing holiday season. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Make sure and follow us on Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. Also, if you're feeling very generous this new year, go ahead and rate and review the podcast. We love reading your reviews. We we review your reviews. We review them. No, we read all of them and we really, really appreciate them. So thank you guys so much. We love you. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.